produced by Podcast Architects. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Get Better at Business. I'm Travis Richards, and it is my pleasure to have with me veteran, founder, CEO, mother of dragons, Sheena Parker. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for being here. Delighted to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the first thing you promised me some, uh, you know, you were, you were very recently retired from the army. And so congratulations for that. Thank you for your service. Thank you. And you, you promised me to run through the, the PG list of things that you have been doing since you have, uh, you know, that you are now allowed to do that you were not before. I noticed the fingernails. And so if, if you're listening and not watching, Sheena's got <laughs> some mad fingernails that are do not within the, uh, <laughs> the not, not within the uniform regs uh, at all in the army. So yes, how long did it, how, how long were you out before you uh, before you went nuts with the fingernails? Well, you know, it's funny um, since, you know, it's 2022, I kind of transitioned a little earlier than most because of because of COVID. So really, I hadn't had my uniform on for quite some time. So my nails just got a little longer and longer and I was pushing a little bit. And, you know, like I have to go have drills. So let me, you know, only have it during this time. Drill was like every other month or even that. So. Yeah, it was. I kind of transitioned two years ago. <laughs> to do you, be so, uh, I, I, do you remember the last time that you put on your uniform? I do. It was February 2020. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? What What, what were your What were your thoughts at the moment? Did you Did you kind of appreciate at the time, like, hey, this is the last time I'm going to be doing this, or did it was it just kind of a passing thing? What was your experience? I had no idea it was my last time, you know, because since the whole world shut down, I was just doing what I had been doing. I had just came off of active duty in October of 2019. So, um, you know, I had, I was working kind of like still full-time, like three weeks on and two weeks off and one week on. So I was kind of doing that little pattern. And maybe January was the first time that I was going back to regular drill, like the one week in a month. So that was like my second drill since I kind of came off the, reserve active duty. And I was just, you know, back to being a reservist. It wasn't even really anything I thought. I don't even remember what I thought, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> well, it's a, uh, and how many years of service did you have? 20. Right on the number, huh? Yeah. yeah. So do you miss it at all? Um, I have nostalgic moments. I'll say um, if I see something online and I'm, you know, it's more like the basic training and stuff like that, like the training aspect. Once I became an officer, like it was great for what it was worth. But that whole political stuff, it was it wasn't anything that I really wanted to subscribe to. So. So, yeah. Well, the uh, you know, I, I remember the. You know, I, I remember the last time that I that I put on the uniform and just kind of like and, you know, I my experience was different because I was, you know, in the process of, you know, I'd you know put it on my paperwork. I knew, you know, months in advance, hey, this is going to be your last day. And, you know, we had a little party or whatever. And I just remember being there and being like, dude, this is the last time that I'm going to be in uniform. It was kind of weird. And, uh, you know, that was actually one of the it, my last year in the Air Force. I was actually not 
I was working in a civilian building where we weren't allowed to wear a uniform actually. And so I didn't spend a lot of my last year in uniform, but it was weird that that's kind of one of the things that it turns out that I missed is that I missed seeing myself in the uniform in the mirror, you know, something I was proud to do. And so it was a For the last time. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I guess that's pretty similar. Um, I guess I would really say my last time, like really, really being a super soldier was October of 2019. I mean, I had just came back from um, knowledge management school and that was a very intense course. And I was at Fort, uh, Fort, Fort Leonard, I'm like, not Leonard, I'm sorry, Leavenworth. And oh. I'm like, this is the worst place on <laughs> earth. And I was there for almost a month and I come back and boom, I'm off of active duty. So yeah. I was like, I got my last hoorah in one of the worst trainings ever. So that that's what I kind of go back to when I think about my last time in uniform. Well, you know, there's uh you could have been, you know, at Fort Leavenworth under different circumstances wearing a different <laughs> uniform. And, you know, so that's, <laughs> we got to get the small wins. Yes. I was yes, not there right. in it serving any kind of unwanted term. So yeah. Yeah. That's right. For any, anybody that doesn't get the inside joke, you know, for, you know, Fort Leavenworth is like where you go to jail if you get, you know, thrown into jail while you're in the army. So it's uh, anyway, glad that you're glad you didn't get stuck there uh, for that reason. But so I, I, I'm always fascinated to talk to veterans about starting their new business and what that experience was like for you. Like, just kind of walk us through the what, what happened. It's like, you know, you're out and then you started the business right after that. Or what was your transition like into becoming a founder and starting a business? Yeah. So for me, um, I've always, and I've said this in other interviews, but I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I, throughout my life, even long before I thought about the military, I was doing little stuff. I mean, you know, you compare it to what you have now and you're like, okay, that was really nothing. But it was still like the entrepreneurship bug was always in me since age 12. And so I had a couple of actual like brick and mortar businesses throughout my military career, just I mean, now hindsight, they were small, but they were still something. So I got a lot of tutelage out of all of those things. And so in 2014, I started really, I always loved kind of like real estate and stuff like that. And um, I kind of got into real estate-ish. And then, you know, my husband's always kind of like nurtured that out of all the stuff I've ever done. He like nurtured the real estate thing. I guess it was the easiest thing to kind of understand. And so he bought me my first condo and it was like absolutely terrible. It was the worst one of the worst purchases I've ever had in my life. And so, you know, with that comes lessons. And so we always take the lessons. And um, I was still wanting to do real estate. So then I just like unconventionally started buying other properties. It was weird, like um, financing different types of ways, lease purchase, all these other things. And so I ended up with like six houses. And then the seventh was the house that we lived in. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. It was just like rapid fire. And so, so when you I say was, unconventional, like, I mean, I guess just kind of walk me through that. It's like, you know, of course, like, I think most people that are probably listening, my only experience with buying a house is one that I intended to live in. I haven't done the rental property thing. And I certainly haven't done any, you know, even been exposed to something that somebody would call unconventional. And so what exactly does that mean when you're buying these six or seven houses in an unconventional way? Okay. Well, that's a really good question. Actually, um, lease to purchase is very unconventional, like where you put a certain amount down and it's through a landlord. The landlord is the bank. And so you just pay them a certain amount. And it's usually when you're subletting or, well, not even subletting, you're just renting out the property. So it's kind of like the one of the easier ways to do um, be a landlord is that way, besides 
owning your own home and you move out of it and rent that property. That's the easiest. And the second to me, in my opinion, is um, lease purchase because that person, for whatever reason, found the need and they're usually cheaper, blah, blah, blah. And then um, another way I was wholesaling. And so I kind of gained custody of the property. That was a mess. So all these different ways were like, oh, I need to borrow some money. I had another person who did a, um interest only loan, which Okay. Never, ever, 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 do, ever do. So, you know, I just- Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I missed that. One more ever. Your opinion about the lease, about the interest only loan was what again? Never, ever, 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 ever do. But I was just like, oh, I got a property, you know? So all those different ways, I ended up with all these properties, quickly realized that I absolutely hate being a landlord and my temper did not fit the bill. So I was like- uh-uh, I can't do this. And then I was, I was flipping. I flipped, I flipped two houses and mm-hmm. I was wholesaling because I kind of transitioned to wholesale and I sold the properties. I was like, if anyone says landlord or real estate to me, I'm going to cut them. I cannot deal with this. It's not my thing. And so, but I was still kind of like had the real estate bug lingering and I was not an agent. So I'm like trying to play with the agent idea. I even went to a, a pr- real estate appraisal school. Okay. That was horrible. So maybe another never. That was very stressful. So mm, I did that for a little while. And the conversation about government contracting kept coming up in different conversations. And I'm like, what is this government contract? I don't even know what you're saying. I don't get it at all. Oh, well, you're, you know, you're a black female veteran. You'll get all these contracts and money will be raining down on you. That was what was presented. So I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm there. I'm sorry. Can I? <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, we say way worse stuff than that. You know, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Just making sure. Speak from, speak no. from the heart, Sheena. Speak from the heart. That's all <laughs> I ask. I was like, hell yeah, I'm trying to get to this money. So um, I started researching. And back then, around 2015, 2016, there wasn't a whole lot of information out about government contracting. It was just dry and boring and it wasn't clear. Um, but then I just started just diving in and... Um, mm-hmm. I started my business in 2017, still kind of under the real estate thing. And then I just bid in 2018 and I won. And I was like, this is easy. Like what? They didn't mess up. You know, I'm about to be a billionaire. Um, and the contract, I had to cancel the contract. What happened? Um, in my mind, I thought the price was going to be A, and mind you, I was doing real estate, so I had a contractor, you know. So in my mind, it was going to be price A. My contractor said, hell no, it's price B. And that equals me coming out of pocket. So C equals cancel the contract. Gotcha. <laughs> There's gotcha. no way we can do gotcha. this. And I just got lucky that I didn't get, you know, like cancel, cancel, like cancel culture canceled because yeah. it just, there was a clause in there that I'm kind of fortunate that I made out on. So the you know it's 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 funny you know like everything leading up to this you know you know there's always a lot of like oh man this was so crazy this was totally messed up that was a terrible idea whatever but now you're talking about the government contracting thing and I'm not hearing that in there even though you're like first time I had to cancel the contract turns out that it wasn't these you know magic beans that they they were told me that it was going to be but I'm not hearing you say like oh yeah that was a big disaster don't ever do that again so is this something that you know what was it about that that kind of stuck about like why was I okay with that cancellation? <laughs> no, with the, just government contracting in general. I mean, it's just oh. like I think that that experience would have scared off a lot of people. You know, it seems like you're very quick to 
say, hey, this was maybe kind of a mistake, not a right move. I won't do that again, but cancel a contract. I think a lot of other people would have been like, dude, enough of this. This is way too messed up, but you're sticking with it. So what was it that was cool I'm, about it that wasn't, you know, that wasn't about some of your other mistakes, I guess? Why was this not a mistake? That's my question. Why was it. this one not a mistake? Well, um, I bid on my second one and I won mm -hmm. and it was six figures. Okay. Now, like I said before, I wasn't making, you know, I was probably making a thousand dollars a month with some of my other businesses, which mm -hmm. in my mind, that was great because I already had sure. jobs, you know? Yeah. So with this, I'm like, I won, you know, a hundred and something thousand dollar contract and I had no idea what I was doing. And it just, I happen, you know, everything is divine. I believe in, in things working out the way they're supposed to. And so with this particular contract, I had my contract and we went to the site visit. He did all, he, he impressed them. He wowed them. And so when we gave our quote, you know, they were, I asked, he told me to ask for an advance and they mm -hmm. gave me the advance $70,000 check. Wow. Now I'm a believer. I was yeah. like, I could just run in my mind. I'm running to, I'm running to damn Jamaica and yep. with this money, you know, like, wow, how irresponsible of them. But of course, now I know this can be done. I yeah. know I can not have a whole lot of money and start this. And then I have someone I trust that I've done work with that can execute. This is a, this is perfect. Like, why is everyone not doing this? You know, and it just kind of went from there. So the, it, so that was the second one worked out there. Like, you know, was the, did you find that the subsequent deals were, you know, just as fun and easy or did you run into, other, you know, did you have another rude awakening along the way that kind of shocked you back into reality or is it still all sunshine and rainbows? Oh gosh, no, it's, never, <laughs> it's almost never sunshine and rainbows. I mean, yep. sometimes, yep. you know, the money makes you feel a lot better when you get it. Yep. But the third one that I won, I had, um, so this is like the turn of 2018 to 2019, 2019, my, I don't do New Year's resolutions, but it is a time to kind of recalibrate and say, what can I do different? So I, I ended up um, finding someone by way of another friend that I trusted that does contract writing. And so I um, committed to the money per month, even though, you know, I did that one and done other contract, but the money is gone. You know, it's like gone, gone. And so I was paying this out of my actual check and I had to make that commitment to pay her. And she won the third one. And it was in something, I thought I was going to be a flooring contractor. I didn't know the first two ones that I won were flooring. So this was janitorial and I'm like, janitorial, what? <laughs> Hell no. But she was like, this would be really good for your company. Da, 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 da. So she took yeah, it. Yeah, because you, you know, it was, it was the recurring revenue that was attractive, you know. Yeah. And it was a good it was a good agency. So um, then we just started kind of doing that. And I mean, the lessons in that were, were immense. It, I mean, and then I was like, this is this is, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm like a L7 thinker. I need it to be very straightforward. I don't want to guess. I don't want to have to chase anybody down for any money. I, I want to know, even if I get paid late, like the government often does, I know I'm getting paid. You know, I, got, I might have to beat down some doors, but when you deal with, in my opinion, when I'm dealing with any kind of commercial or residential and you have to like almost fight people or, or end up going to jail because you don't get your money, that was not for me. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I've been there, done that. So I just was like, this is, this can be easy if I work it right. Yeah. Easier. Easier, easier. And higher revenue. Like, I don't want to have to fight for $100 per product. Like, mm -hmm. if I'm going to fight, I want to fight for 50000 
Like I yeah. want that. That's better for me. <laughs> you, you know, I remember, you know, the, you know, my dad who was, you know, running the business that I own now before I, before I bought it from him, whenever he was, uh, you know, he got that start because my grandfather started this business in a kind of in a, this manufacturing business in a closet in the back of this tractor dealership that he was running with my uncle. And one of the things that he talked about was, you know, he's selling to all of these, you know, ranchers that are like out in East Texas. And he said, they would not be satisfied unless they felt like I was losing money on the deal. And he's like, I would work my ass off to make a hundred bucks. And yeah. And then he said, then he got into this other business or whatever. And he's just like, now I'm not having to wrestle you know, dollars out of people's hands. It's like, I'm selling to people that actually, that, that have money. And that was something that he was like, I didn't know that it's like, this is a strategy that I'm going to stick with for the rest of my life. I'm just going to sell the people that have money. And, you know, I guess the, you know, the government by definition, you know, Hey, if, if they, if they run out, they can just print more. Right. So it's, uh, you know, <laughs> the so biggest uh, buyer, why yeah. not? You know? Yeah. So, so that, you know, it's, it sounds like, you know, as you get into the contracting stuff, you know, you start out, you know, in, you know, kind of some, you know, the, you said flooring, right, was the first ones that y'all that, that y'all were doing. And then you get into the janitorial stuff. And so is that, did it continue to branch off? Did you continue to, you know, find other new different things? Or did you ever settle in and say, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I want to focus on? Well, with, um, I think a part that I kind of left out when I transitioned from real estate is that the renovations that we were kind of doing what translated into facility maintenance on the government contracting side. So facility maintenance is janitorial flooring, painting, grounds maintenance, litter pickup, um, pressure washing. It's all the things. And so when I would see something, I'm like, oh, we can do that. Well, I had the one contractor. So he he has someone for everything, HVAC. And so each one of those things also have their own NAICS code or have their own, you know, identity and you can do those things. But it just was it it worked out to where I could bid on all of the things that fall under facility maintenance. And so I janitorial, of course, with 2020, it took over. It was about 80 percent at one point. But personally, I'm trying to graduate out of janitorial. I shouldn't say graduate because you can make a lot of money with janitorial. But it's just it's very subjective, whereas if you pressure wash a building or a stadium, it's pressure washed. No one's like, oh my God, you missed a spot. It's pressure washed. That's it. If you do um, litter pickup, it's a little more subjective, but you know that in five minutes, someone's going to throw trash, but you know that the overall trash has been picked up. You know, those types of things I like painting a little bit, but it's been painted. But janitorial, it's like, there's a crumb right here. The whole place is filthy. It's disgusting. I can't even walk in here. And that just becomes very, very overwhelming. So that's where it's no longer sunshine and rainbows. It's tornadoes, mm-hmm. tsunamis, all <laughs> the bad things. And you're just like, why do I keep bidding on these things? You know? Well, that's a good question. So why do you keep bidding on them? You know, if it's, they're just if so it's tempting. Something- like they're so yeah. tempting. We bid on one. We just lost. It was in Miami. And it was like a $1.2 million janitorial contract. And all they needed was staff. I'm like, I can do that. Come on. They just need staff. Like, that's easy. And then I'm, my um, program manager was like, are you sure we want to bid on this? And I'm like, it's the VA. It's not going to be that bad. And I'm like, why? I, I don't I don't know. It just becomes so enticing sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess that that's, you know, the, but it sounds like, I mean, th- th- there's there's a little bit of a recurring theme there is that even with some of these, uh, 
you know, some of your history within real estate and kind of, you know, you know, all these learning experiences, it sounds like you're very much at like, say, you know, you know, say yes first and figure it out as you go kind of a person. The plan on the way down. Oh yeah. That's me. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, I'm a Leo. That's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, okay. If you, now the, I'm going to ask for some, you know, I'm going to ask for some free advice because I'm very much not that way. I'm a very, you know, a little bit, you know, there's some people that, you know, shoot a little too quick from the hip. And then there's people like me that sometimes get a little too plodding and we sort of stay, stay put. And that's, that mentality is born out of some of the bad experiences that I've had when I felt like I jumped a little too early. So I guess, is this just me and you here? You know, like just just give me a little advice of like what am I missing and like what is what is a lot of the upside to kind of adopting that just leap, just 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 say yes. Like what are some of the big wins that you've had from that and why is that a good philosophy? Um it's not I don't think it's a good philosophy. Like my you husband, don't. I don't know why he's still with me because I will shoot <laughs> from the hip in like 30 seconds and he's like, stop patience and i'm like i don't understand la 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 but like i have in my older age gotten a lot more conservative than i used to be because i would do any business like selling oils i didn't care what it was i just was always had like a, a hustler mentality fortunately and unfortunately so to your point though um i respect people who are kind of um slow to pull the trigger because i think i think that when you do something you are so totally amazing at it like my husband is I love my husband. He very, very slow to pull the trigger on certain things. But <laughs> he is the most dedicated, like ethical business owner, period. Yeah. Like he'll build it nice and slow and he'll get to the promised land. Like I didn't been through 15 million things, but he'll get to the promised land the same time as me doing one thing. So I, I, I appreciate and recognize that that is a good, it's not a character flaw. Because when you, the only thing I would say with people who are take a, a little more reserved is to actually do something though. Don't ever not do something. When you do something, even if it takes you longer, you'll you'll be great at it. I mean, I'm I'm looking at thinking about several people that I've talked to, and they they talked to me about it five years ago. They're like, I started my business, I make a million dollars. I'm like, oh, what? Because I never yeah. thought that you would ever start. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not a bad thing, I don't think. So uh, just a quick side note, how long did you and your husband date before he, before he proposed to you? Uh, how long was it? Damn, I've never been asked that ever. Well, you just said that he's like really slow and really plotting or whatever. <laughs> I'm just like waiting for you to be like, you know, well, you know, but whenever he met me, it's like, look, we went it on three dates. And time. It was It was like three years or four years. Yeah, actually, like, like, yeah, maybe three to four years. There you go. Well, it's on, it's, it's, it's on brand. It's on brand. And I guess, you know, that yes. it's just like, you know, he's uh, saying true to form yep, for all these years. Yes. Good for him. Good for him. So anyway, I, I know that you, so you, you've started to get some stuff figured out about this contracting thing. And I know that now you're starting to share this with others, I guess, with, you know, with the course, my, my, my question about that is like, what was it that nudged you like, I mean, I don't know. It sounds like you got a little bit of secret sauce and you've worked hard to gain the knowledge that you have. And so why is it that you, what nudged you into like, Hey, I need to share this message and, you know, sell it 
via this course. It's actually a really interesting story, ironically. Um, so right before the world shut down, a week before, um, I'm, I'm a part of IVMF, of course, and we were at the Veterans Edge Conference, and it's like literally March 8th. <laughs> so, you know, there was actually some people that couldn't go to that conference because of that. But um, I, I actually was getting more into the networking part of my business. Like it wasn't just bidding, bidding, bidding behind, you know, a computer screen all day. I was trying to like network and put myself out there a little bit more to make more relationships. And I commented under someone's YouTube. I had no idea who they were. They said, I would love to do an interview with you. I get back, did the interview. And because the whole world shut down and went viral. And so now I have a gazillion people reaching out to me like, Oh my God, I want to be you. How do I do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, like I've never been on YouTube. I've never done this. Like I have no idea. And so I started doing consultations for free for like two years or like a year and a half. Just whoever wanted to talk to me, I would talk to them. And of course, you know, that becomes incredibly overwhelming. So then it kind of died down a little bit. And I was like, doing. I started doing a little bit of YouTube, playing with it a little bit. And um, I was like, maybe I should create a course. And of course, all my friends were like, oh, yes, you need to create a course because you've been through it. You've been in the field, like you scrub toilets, you mold the lawn, like you've done all these things. And a lot of these people who are coming up are like gurus, if you will. And no, that's, that's no disrespect, but they're not, they haven't actually done a lot of the stuff. And so, you know, with me being a veteran and all those other things was just like an added element. And so I, just was started looking, how do you build a course? And I'm like, this is harder than I thought. Lord have mercy. So it took me a long time to build it. And so one thing that I am in this whole process, especially with COVID, is I wanted to get away from the government a little bit. I felt like the government was abusing me for a while. And I was like, what is this corporate supply diversity thing? And so that's corporate contracting. And so in addition to me with the veteran side, and me actually working in the field and me having like four types of contracts simultaneously. Like right now we service 11 and throughout the whole East Coast. I'm like, well, no one, I don't know anyone that's teaching corporate contracting. Well, well I know some that are that are talking about it, but I don't know anyone that's teaching federal, local and corporate contracting, period. So I was like, I can do that. Let me try to do that. And so the course was born, GovCon for winners. So the... You know, I it, I have it is said that uh, you know if you want to really improve your own understanding and your own thinking is you know take on the role of being a teacher. Have you found that as you develop the course material that your own level has kind of escalated as a result of doing that? Yeah, well, I, of course I would have to say yes because um, there were a lot of things that I was I just got lucky on and I didn't I didn't follow any regulation <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, okay. Well, the regulation for this is this. And so, but I just was, I was following the rules. I just didn't know what the the actual official rules were. So that definitely helped when I'm explaining stuff to people. Um, I'm like, well, according to FAR, blah, 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 you can't do that because of this. Like one of the, one of the big things that I had an issue with, cause I was a DOD civilian as well for a little while. And, um, a lot of people feel like if you're still in the military, you can't service a, um, a contract, a federal contract. And that's not true. But if you are a DOD civilian, you cannot use your SDVOSB certification. So I was like, oh, that's good to know. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I, 
absolutely out of here immediately. There's no amount of money they can keep me with. So, um, you know, and in that in that process of just like even my own stuff, I really learned probably more than when I was going through the course because I had been through everything. I did all this stuff myself for a long time, you know. So, well, it you know, I guess as you look back, kind of at this, you know sort of wild ride that has gotten you to this point? Like what would you, you know, if you, if you had to pick out one thing that sort of is like, you know, now that you, now that it's in the rear view mirror, something that you look back at as like, you know, like, man, I was freaking in it whenever this was going on, but looking back, man, that was kind of a happy time. Do you have anything that you or get a little wistful about in your journey? Happy time. I would say like, wow, that was pretty deep. Um, is, Last year, when everyone was getting um, some sort of public assistance and stimulus, and there were no employees to be found on earth. Like, I know it's hard now. It was absolutely, there was no one. It was like, hello, no one. And I was, I had a whole plan to not service our, um, like the contract that I got for the janitorial. We service it every year right before school starts. And I had no intention on being boots on ground. I didn't want to see that campus. And I was there every single day. And I was like, and it's a school, so I won't say it, but I was like, I'm going to, it's a state university. I was like, I'm yeah. going to state university prison today because I have to be there <laughs> every freaking day. Like, I cannot believe it is this hard to find people. And it was just, it was interesting. It was some, it was character building for sure. Like, but you know, out of that, cause I was working with the same contractor janitorial company that I was working with the year before, actually two years before, um, very, very close with her. We learned so much in that process. We changed our whole, um, strategy. And I was like, man, this almost had to happen for us to really fix this problem that we originally had. Um, the previous two years. And I got some more contacts out of that. And I wouldn't say happy time, but definitely character building. <laughs> well, you know, it, there's, you know, a, a point of emphasis that I've been, you know, trying to work in in our, you know, here at, at my company is just this idea of like, you know, the, to the, to the extent that you can groove the discipline to reflect on your own experiences and extract the useful lessons out of it. That is what's going to govern how steep of a curve you're on. And so just that's kind of been a consistent theme of everything you've been saying. And it's just really an inspiring thing to hear is like all of this stuff, you know, you're able to look back at all these challenges, mistakes that you've made, things that were crazy. And you say it all with a smile on your face and you're always talking about what you learned and how it helped you. And so it's just I try. very, That's very, fine. very cool to hear. So. Well, the, like, the, I guess last thing on the course I want to find out is like, so who's like, if, you know, who is it for? Like, who are the, like, if, you know, somebody that's out there that's looking to, you know, like, who is this ideal student that's going to really gain the most out of taking the course? Ideal student is a transitioning service member who is looking to get into government contracting and utilizing the SDVOSB. Now, of course, that is like my main avatar. However, I have a lot of, really a lot of people that benefit from it are those who are already out of a job. They are working in their business full time or at least about to be working in their business full time and they are generating some revenue and they want to learn about government contracting. So, of course, like I said earlier, it's it's federal, local and corporate contracting. 
So you don't have to be any type, you don't have to have any type of set asides or qualify for any other um, um, discipline. You can just bid on contracts or you can just be present and be a supplier for corporate contracts. Yeah. Well, so, so would be some- entrepreneurs and current entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it sounds like a very powerful accelerant, you know, it's like taking all that information that you have gained over the years and, you know, putting it to, you know, putting it out in the world. It's a good thing. And so it sounds like a great value as well. So uh, where can people find it? Let's, let's, let's close it out with that. Sheenapreneur.com. S-H-E-E-N-A-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. Sheenapreneur.com. Or you can Google GovCon for winners. Well, we will make sure that we get all of that information in the show notes. And so I can't tell you how fun it's been to talk to you. This has been, you know, what a wild ride and <laughs> very cool that you've taken so many lessons from it. And I really appreciate that you've come on and shared them with us. And so uh, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Those of you who have been listening, I appreciate you joining us as well. And I hope that you got as much out of this conversation with Sheena as I did. So Sheena, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Very fun. Love it.